Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 26 of the Phone Buzz Podcast, recorded February 25th of 2020. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. AT&T saves the day, Warren Buffett can finally afford an iPhone, and we welcome a very special guest. My name is Evan Krauss. I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good, good. And uh, Christian Crawford, of course. Hey, yo, what's up? How you doing? I am super pumped. I'm ready to get going. Hell yeah. And as for our very special guest, I can't believe I'm saying these words. <laughs> Established in 2009, Droid Life has amassed over 350,000 subscribers on YouTube with over 100 million total views and continues to be one of the top voices in the tech space for their news coverage, industry commentary, and phone reviews. Coming to us all the way from the West Coast, senior editor of Droid Life, Tim Robel. Wow. Hey. Oh, my God. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, hey, man? Oh, it's going so well. Thank you guys for that. That was a lovely intro. Thank you so much. I just want to clarify, it's 113 million total <laughs> okay. views. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah. I think yeah, before the right. show, you said you were always welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're starting to rethink that right now. <laughs> I know. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, but thank you guys so much for having me. It's a, it's a great honor. It's an honor to have you on, man. It's, it's amazing sure. that we're even talking to you right now. So It's dope. Oh, well, please. So I'm, always, I'm always available. <laughs> I know. I can, I can at least speak for myself. I was super anxious just all day long. Honestly, the, this whole week. Oh, yeah. Just like, looking oh forward to like, oh, we got we to gotta, like, execute. We got to like, get them on. We got to get this figured also, out. Also, I think this would be a fun thing to say where 15 minutes before we start our setup process, somebody <laughs> broke oh. our mic. <laughs> Yeah, so we had oh, kind no. of a we had kind of a scramble. Evan, you want to tell that story? Yeah, so we use. Are you aware? Like, have you heard of the Yeti casters? Yes, those kind of mics. So we have those set up. That's kind of what our main mics are. Um, and we had the the part the that the hang from kind of like turned around and it was wrapped around the cord. And I spun it the wrong way and it just oh, like shit. broke the connector from the actual cord. I look over and, and I see I Evan go, oh. I and just I said, had like I, I think about that's died. the wrong way. <laughs> We're about to have a, a problem on our hands. <laughs> so luckily we live about, what, I live about like, I mean, if I drive decently fast, about 10 minutes away from, from where we work. So we were able to just sit down there and <laughs> grab another one, luckily. but Zip down there, driving, absolutely driving the speed limit, and then uh, of course. and then rush back and get ready. So. Of course. That is too funny. No, I mean, hey, that stuff totally happens. And I don't know if you guys watch our show, the, the Droid Life show, but we have technical yeah. difficulties every single week. <laughs> so totally understandable. Thankfully, we don't break equipment, but it's always <laughs> software-related. Like Mac OS gets an update or Skype gets an update. Something gets an update and screws everything else. So no worries at all. It's always got to be. I'm glad you guys got up and running. Us (laughs) too. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Speaking of things that went wrong, I think Zach's got a little bit of a rant this week. Um, He came at at me ready to go yesterday. I'm like, just hold (laughs) it for the podcast, buddy. Hold it for the podcast. So uh, one thing for a lot of our listeners know, I've never owned anything besides an iPhone. Uh, one of our coworkers, another guy on the show named Denton, he's been on a couple times. Uh, he wanted to try out an iPhone, and he had a OnePlus. So we switched, and now I'm finally experiencing Android. Uh, but with that, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, though, I've always had Apple watches. I wanted a smartwatch, <laughs> so I went with a Fossil Gen Five. Oof! I knew that was it was your probably first mistake. yeah. <laughs> I knew it was probably going to be a mistake. But I like the way they look a lot. And I was like, you know what? I I know Evan had one for mm-hmm. a little bit. His biggest thing was it was, like, laggy. It was pretty awful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just try it out. Still true. Try it out. Um, my biggest gripe is the battery, though. Hmm. If you have it on normal, everyday <laughs> capacity, it says it's going to last you a day. It lasts me, like, two and a half hours. Oh, my gosh. Oh God. Then the watch itself has an extended mode where it says, this will last you three days, theoretically a whole weekend. It lasts me six hours. Huh. Is there a chance this was a defective unit? Uh, maybe. Or, like, but, could you have an, had so, an update? So nope. I checked, no. I, I, <laughs> Seems I, like I know for a fact yeah. that's not what it was. <laughs> Updates never derail anything. Uh, no. Right when I turned the watch on, it prompted me to do the update. I did the update. Um, and so then after that, like, it was, like, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and the watch is like, do you want to go to time-only mode? This will give you a week worth of battery life. I'm like, yes, that would be great. Woke up in the morning. Oh, guess what? Watch is dead. Uh, um, so I was so pissed off. I, luckily, I worked that day. So I just went into work, and I returned the watch. Just and said, just get it out of my face. It don't work. And I looked at reviews, and the reviews stacked up very similarly to what I had to. Hmm. But I was so mad. And like one of the guys I worked with was like, you want to exchange it for a different one? I'm like, no. Nope. I don't want to wear another <laughs> one of these ever again. <laughs> like, this watch is awful. <laughs> I was so mad. Tim, did you did you review that Fossil watch? Oh, I haven't touched a Wear OS device in many years now because I, I just don't believe in them. <laughs> I, uh, I get I get asked all the time, like, hey, have you used this watch? Or will you review this watch? And I say no to all of them. Uh, I just like <laughs> Kellen. Um, who's the editor in chief uh, mm-hmm. slash owner of Droid Life? He he just does all the Wear OS stuff because he's more fitness oriented. Um, I'm more sit on the couch oriented, <laughs> and I don't really do all that. So I haven't needed Wear OS, and so I really don't want to review anything that I have like no use for or say like no real experience with. If I can't give you a good opinion on a, opinion yeah. on something, I don't really want to give you an, a, an opinion <laughs> to begin with. Yeah, yeah. but what uh, was, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, for Wear OS in general, um, I just was never really a huge fan. You know, I liked when the first Moto 360 came out. I thought that yes. was awesome. You guys were you guys were probably like 14 or 15 years old. <laughs> You're not but, far off. <laughs> yeah. So that watch was great, and then I feel like they just all went downhill big time after that. Well, like the Huawei watch after that was pretty good. But everything else since then, the Wear OS got uh, even more complex, yet terrible. Battery life never improved. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like Google sort of kind of abandoned it. Uh, they won't say for sure that they abandoned it, but I mean, we've it's... hardly seen any, any updates to the platform. Qualcomm is really the one pushing it. Yeah. Um, so props to Qualcomm for even trying to keep it alive, but just give up. Apple completely <laughs> dominated the wearable space. I mean, what's the point of even competing? Everyone has an Apple Watch. It's it's over. It's over. That's so true. that was one thing I really liked about that Fossil Watch, though, was the yeah. Google Fit aspect of it. Yeah. Mm. So much better at tracking than my Apple Watch really? ever has been. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, I just felt like my calories were a lot more accurate, burned, and, like, actual, like, movement mm-hmm. was, like, real. So, like, with my Apple Watch, it always says 30 minutes of exercise. Yeah. Like, on a given day, I know I exercise probably not 30 full minutes, but more than five. Yeah. And then, you bum. Um, <laughs> and my, and my Apple Watch always says I only exercise five minutes. This one was realistic. It was more like 25 three. minutes or so. Okay. Um, it's like three or yeah. four. <laughs> so, like, that was one thing that was really nice. And I do also like how the Google Fit turns it into, like, Google Play points if yeah. you do enough to. Okay, Whereas an cool. Apple Watch is, like, Oh, good job. You're being healthy. You completed your circle. (laughs) Tim, I'm glad you weren't on. uh, We we did an episode. It was like one of our first 10 episodes. We did Apple Watch versus Wear OS. And I had the mispleasure of defending Wear OS in that argument. And, uh, you know, yeah, I know. Um, 
<laughs> I will hold my ground on the podcast, but no, privately, I, I definitely could not defend Wear OS <laughs> against Apple Watch by any means. But um, yeah, that's uh, one of our earlier ones. <laughs> interesting. I, I didn't know that they were giving points out if you were active. I find, you know, that's funny. You have to incentivize Android <laughs> users to get their fat, lazy butts up and to, to do anything, whereas iPhone owners are apparently just always active. They're always at the gym. Of course. Notice Perfect iPhone spec. users are. You know, more more so than not, they're beautiful people. Right? <laughs> of course, users, of course. They're uh, not very good looking sometimes. Now that you mentioned that, when when Zach switched from uh, from his iPhone to his Android phone, he, he got, got way less ugly. attractive. Like, I, I don't know, something he, about him. I, yeah. The people reaching out to me definitely did minimize. Like, I feel like my... <laughs> I feel like my group meets have gone down. My text messages have gone down. Tinder dried up. Bumble dried up. As as soon as you turn into a green chat bubble, those people just act like you don't even exist. That's so true. So plenty of a lot of my friends, um, not my family more so, because I think I got most of them onto Android um, over the years, but still my friends all use iPhones, and Mm -hmm. I hardly hear from them. Uh, And that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, probably because I'm so, like, I used to be a lot more opinionated on the whole Android versus iPhone thing, Mm -hmm. uh, but now I just, I don't care. I wish we could all just kind of get along, but uh, when it comes to Wear OS versus Apple Watch, I am the first to say, like, Apple Watch is just a better overall experience yeah, um yeah, I I, although i uh, i can't really speak to the google fit thing but from <laughs> the last time i try to wear a wasp watch uh, wear o uh, wear os watch you i got just, it <laughs> yeah i just wouldn't i just wouldn't do it so yeah agreed well let's move on to happier things uh tim you have mm. a you have a weekly check-in for us what you got Oh, yeah, man. So big, big marketing news today, um, if you care about viralness on Twitter and whatnot. So the peanut butter maker Jif uh, <laughs> partnered up with Giffy, although I always pronounced it Jiffy. Ugh. That's sort of my point. Uh, <laughs> uh, they made these limited edition peanut butter jars. They're selling them on Amazon for $10 a pop. Talk about a ripoff. Uh, $10 for a jar of peanut butter. That's like, ridiculous. What? Like I get it, it's limited edition. But anyway, crunchy. they sent me they sent me one because they're super nice people over there at the GIF Peanut Butter, and so on the label they have GIF and GIF. So with J and the G, soft G, hard G, and it so says it on the label. Yes, it does. So they're oh, trying okay. to settle the debate that a GIF is a GIF and a JIF is GIF. The see, peanut you just butter said company. it correctly there. Good job. Except <laughs> I'm with. I'm with the creator of the original of the GIF and uh, the GIF, and he says that it's GIF. So and not GIF. Yeah, so yeah. I just feel like I gotta go with the creator. I mean, it's his baby. He should be able to be the one who says like how things are pronounced. So my my big thing this week has really been trying to get more people to say GIF uh, over GIF. Although I know most people are just they've Mo- been most stuck people on are GIF correct. Most sometime. people say it the correct way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I'm on they, the I'm on the other side of that battle from you, so you know I'll see you on the field. But yeah, I appreciate your passive aggressive comment. <laughs> it's <laughs> how that you're correct, but you know maybe there's no right way to say it and no wrong way. But um, that's true. Yeah, again, I, it's just one thing that's kind of bugged me, and it's always I noticed that a lot more since say we started doing like a podcast is where we have to say things out loud like Huawei or yeah. GIF and GIF or the way we pronounce things. Um, I've always read things, right? I've been doing this for 10 some odd years. So I, I pronounce everything in my head differently than say the way I speak it or other people do. And it's always just one of those funny things where I find out that my pronunciation is way different than other people's. Yeah, Fair. I get that. I, for the longest time I said, uh, 
Okay, so the word is spelled W H I L S T, and I always said whilst. Oh, it's not. That's not what, what it is. It's whilst. Whilst. Oh, isn't that, isn't Wait, that? How do you even use that in a sentence? How do you just? That, whilst, that doesn't just roll off. Whilst the, tongue. the man ran to the market <laughs> to retrieve a yeti caster. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, you got it. Um, oh, thank although you. I can't. Can't remember the last time I I probably ever used that word ever. Yeah, or like so, anyone yeah. relate to. I don't know. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm not that old. I mean, I know I'm older than you guys, but yeah, I'm not that old. Also, speaking of the last time I heard anybody do this, the last time I've heard of anybody doing like a PR stunt on peanut butter was like Wayne Gretzky when he came out with his own peanut butter line. What? Yeah. No. He, it was I didn't like, even know that. Yeah, it was like way back. He just got traded. I think it was either to the Kings or from the Kings. This mm-hmm. is how big of a sports nerd I am, too. <laughs> but they released a peanut butter for him. Oh. And, like, that's the last, like, what is it with, like, companies trying to do PR stunts versus peanut butter? Just peanut butter. Like, <laughs> Everyone loves peanut butter, man. Oh, speaking of sports, um, I don't mean to sour this conversation before, you know, we get, we get off the ground here. But um, I don't know if you know where you're calling into, Tim, but we hear from the great state of Kansas, a.k.a. Missouri, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there was a football game a couple weeks ago, and a team that you like lost to a team that we like. So I don't want to name names here. No, but, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm always down to talk sports. Um, uh, well, maybe we can all relate on this. Um, so I, I live in it. Portland, Oregon, which <laughs> is pretty darn close to Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. And so I was raised a 49ers fan. I'm faithful. Uh, blah 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 but anyway I watched the game with a bunch of Seahawks fans and that was like the worst thing I ever could have done right because all those people are are just the most bitter people in the world no just offense the worst to Seahawks fans but man like what a terrible fan base that is uh, just to not only did I have to watch my team lose but then I felt like I was getting personally attacked like in my own home it was really it, it was quite upsetting That's rough. Uh, what a game, though. Uh, congratulations to Andy Reid. Um, of course, uh, Mahomes, Mahomie. Mahomes is like, magic. He is a an amazing quarterback with, like I think, a fantastic future ahead of him. Um, and my only hope is that uh, you guys will not make it next year. So maybe when the <laughs> Niners make it, um, my team maybe they can there. win a ring. That'd be totally cool. And then we could all be happy. Share but. the wealth. Well, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I think it's the Chiefs' turn. Well, the, but, only, you know. the only one here that's not being able to share the wealth is me. Oh yeah, Zach here's a Ravens fan, so yeah. R.I.P. that team. Are you kidding? You you beat me in 2014, wasn't it? Uh, when yeah, they were that uh, that playing? nice. Yeah. Uh, what was it then? What Superdome is that? What it's called? I don't yeah, it was in the Superdome yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was yeah, uh, yeah, and the lights went out. Yeah, that's when. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Kaepernick so all of you guys have beaten me in the Super Bowl. Oh no! That's hot. I'm so sorry. I'm you not know sorry. what? You deserve it next year. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Oh, oh no. I appreciate that. Oh, Thank no. you very much. <laughs> um, and for our uh, last weekly check-in, uh, Evan's got some some somewhat exciting news. Some yeah. permanently exciting news. <laughs> yeah, I got a uh, a new tattoo. Yeah, what's on uh, it? So that's pretty exciting. Um, it's a small little quote. Um, with this is I mean, a lot of people are gonna roast me for this, and I've already gotten a lot of flack. Um, but it's a like a very condensed version of a logo. Um, it just says, uh, take what isn't given, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a little 100 Thieves logo. And so it's one of the brands that I really like, um, and I follow, I've been following uh, one of the creators since I was pretty young, actually, um, and essentially it's just Nate all shot. about... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Nate Shot. Uh, essentially, his whole brand is like, you know, success isn't just going to be laid out on your lap, at least for most people, and you get, you'd actually have to go out and get it, and you have to be that kind of person to want to achieve success. And so I think that that's 
pretty awesome. I, I like living by that. So right on, right on. I was like, you know what? Let's subscribe it. Let's put it on my arm. Let's do it. <laughs> Very right cool. On. I hope you retweeted that. Did you like send it to him or not? I haven't yet. I've thought about it. I haven't got like a good photo yet because it's still in that that Heel healing stay. process. Like healing like, a little bit. Yeah. Part of it is um part of it's a little bit bruised um just uh-huh. from like where he where it's located on my arm and so like I'm waiting for it to heal a little bit better <laughs> to then take a picture but I definitely will be. Totally. Uh Nate shot. He's he's a good guy. I met him in uh, Las Vegas during CES one year. Uh, Jealous. Oh, my gosh. He's a nice guy. I'm actually, I was pretty big in the Call of Duty community. I don't know if you guys know my history or anything, mm. but I used to play Call of Duty with Marksman. No and way. Dysfunction. No and way. all those guys. This is back on the Xbox 360 days. Oh, that's tough. This was, yeah, Modern Warfare 3. Wow. So that was, that was good times. That was a grind <laughs> sesh for me. That game was great. Uh, that gotta... game was Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah modern warfare of course modern warfare 2 is way better for sure but that game was also cancer but yeah it was great in terms of being like an arcade shooter no yes. absolutely fantastic yeah. uh, i i think i've i've tried to get into the new call of duties but man it is it is difficult in this my advanced age that's I just don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah zach uh i often watch like a lot of twitch and stuff especially watching like nate shot play and um, sometimes after our podcast, I'll like have it on my computer and Zach just, just like, just hates it. He's like, it's I dumb. don't understand why you would watch someone else yeah. playing video As games. As he's watching the blues during the podcast, like <laughs> before the podcast before and the podcast. we won't. <laughs> so, oh well. well, that's awesome. You guys should, uh, should link up, play some Call of Duty. Anyways. Right. Um, okay, cool. Let's get on to everyone's favorite segment. It's the phone buzz fake news. Fake news. <laughs> so what we do here is we take some news stories from, uh, from around tech and we changed some of the details, and I'm going to have right. Zach, Evan, and Tim here guess what's the real news and what's the fake news. So let's get into it. We've read the movies. We've watched the books. We know they're coming for us. Skynet, Spectre, Bifco, LexCorp, Uber, all evil corporations looking to take over the world in the name of filthy, stinking money. But there's one small voice out there. A small voice that wants to protect us from the profit-hungry corporate fat-hats. And that voice is none other than American Telephone and Telegraph Incorporated. Or as you might know them, AT&T. That's right, in a sea of massive corporate conglomerates, AT&T President and COO John Stanky said in a recent interview that he's, quote, really concerned about the concentration of economic power, end quote, in big tech companies. Uh, quote, by raking in a bunch of smaller startups, these big tech giants are effectively getting rid of competition and passing on the cost to consumers. When pressed about AT&T's ownership over properties like Time Warner, HBO, CBS, and Warner Bros., Stanky told the interviewer that it's, quote, completely different in every way. He then took aim at Facebook, even threatening to reevaluate the contract that, he keep, that keeps Facebook preloaded on many of the Android phones AT&T sells if they don't get a grip on the misinformation spread across the platform. Twitter took the opportunity to jump on Facebook's throat as well, launching its own initiative to fight misinformation. The new feature will preemptively flag posts from political figures until further moderation from verified fact checkers can be completed, and repeat offenders will have their blue badge uh, turned orange. So, God. what do we got here? Uh, Anything is fair game. Anything in those bullet points is fair game. I don't feel like the blue badge would be turned orange. Okay, that is correct. It does not turn a badge orange. Let's so. go. I was about one to say, for like, one. they'd one probably just one. take it off versus <laughs> changing its full color. What you got, Tim? What's, what's looking fake here? 
Oh gosh, I had to. Uh, I actually had to Google John Stanky because I'd never heard of this guy. <laughs> I saw. That I thought you, I saw that you highlighted yeah. his name. I love that. <laughs> I thought maybe that name was fake, but apparently it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like too good to be true. Hundred oh, percent real. And of course, he'd work for AT and T. Man, those money hungry. Oh, hundred percent real. No, oh, uh, gosh, uh, I was gonna go with the blue verification badge too, but uh, so I don't know. I'm just gonna have to pass. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, it does not tor- turn the verification badge orange. What you okay, got, Zach? Good. My my brain is fried on AT and T. I did three and a half hours of training today <laughs> on my day off for AT and T. Um, oh, are you gonna go? Go again? ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um. Yeah. It's a good thing we got like our, our Jeopardy type music playing behind this, so it's people got something to listen to when you guys figured out. Oh, good. It's not um, it's not that they were talking about rethinking the Facebook preloaded on Android devices, is it? That's what I'm ding saying. ding, very that's nicely done. So that oh. was not on the table. Good job. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. So that, well, that's that, too bad because I would love for that to go away. I know, right? I wrote that and I want to will it into existence. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I I love putting energy out into the universe and seeing what comes back, man. <laughs> like, I dig can it. you just get rid of all bloatware? Like, why is it a thing? Well, I know why is it a thing. Money, easy, but money, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. Raking in that money. Okay, let me give you let me give you guys a hint. One of those quotes I put up there is totally fake. Is it the really concerned about the concentration of economic power? That is actually no, true. That's, that's legit. <laughs> oh, I had a 50 shot and I messed yeah, that up. He so. Totally said that. Is it the one that starts by by ranking? Yeah, by raking in a bunch of smaller startups, these big tech giants are effectively getting rid of competition and passing on the cost to consumers. That is totally fake. He did not say that. Okay. That's Interesting. Yeah, too much on the on the nose for that, if you ask me. Oh, fake news, man. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Was that it? Uh, no, there's uh, there's, there's another no. there's another one in here. Is there only one more? Or haven't we got it's, it's kind of a smaller detail. It has to do with who AT&T owns. I was just looking so at that. I don't, is it Time Warner? They don't own CBS. Correct. They do not own CBS. But they do own oh, Time Warner, yeah. HBO, and Warner Bros. Yeah. Huh. So. See, I knew they didn't own CBS because that was a big rant in my training. <laughs> that like everybody was so mad they always had to pay for CBS access like on their $80 AT&T plan. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. No, total hogwash. They do not own CBS. But yeah, scary enough, they do own a lot of those other – or they do all, own all of those yeah. other companies we Including like DirecTV, also. Oh, yeah, that interview. Yeah, Yeah, that interview was hilarious because he's like, "Yeah, we're really just concerned. Like, we think it's a bad thing that they keep on buying all these things up. So (laughs) we don't want to buy all this up, but like we will." The irony is beautiful. Mm. Anywho, all right, let's move on to our first news story of tonight. Mm. So it would seem that (laughs) it would seem that money, in fact, does not change people. We've all come across our fair share of boomers that want nothing to do with the cutting edge in mobile technology. Oof. And as much as we love the old folks, they just don't care for the hot take tweets, vape cloud trick shots, or TikTok twerkers. <laughs> the article Who writes this. Christian, he's so uh, good. Yours, yours truly. Yours truly. You want a job? <laughs> mm, I'll pass on a resume. Let's do this. That's hysterical. Uh, so this article comes to us from Digital Trends. Quote, uh, Warren Buffett has long sung the praises of Apple from an investor's perspective, but always stopped short of actually owning Apple's most popular product, the iPhone. In fact, Buffett has famously steered clear of smartphones altogether, instead sticking with a $20 Samsung flip phone. Well, it seems as though the billionaire investor has finally changed his tune. He now finally owns the latest iPhone 11, not the 11 Pro or Pro Max, mind you. 
Um, it's not as if Buffett is skeptical of Apple's business. In fact, Buffett's investment company, Berkshire Hathaway, owns around 5.5% of Apple, wow. equating to more than 245 million shares in the company, or almost $72 billion. Holy cow. Instead, this simply seems to be the case of an old-timer sticking with what he knows. Now that he does finally own a smartphone, he probably won't be using it to its full potential either. Uh, from Buffett directly, quote, I use it as a phone, end quote. Uh, he said in an interview with CNBC. Okay. So initial reactions, because I know Zach's got some. Yeah. So you, you know what this reminds me of? The What's fact that, that like, we're <laughs> it reminds me of the old guy that walks into like an AT&T, Verizon, Sprint or something like that, and he's you guys got any flip phones? <laughs> and then there's like, they're like, no, we don't have any flip phones. Like, uh, go check like Best Buy or something like that. Mm -hmm. and the person walks into Best Buy and they're like, you guys got any flip phones? <laughs> they said you had some at the AT and T store. And then, then we show like, then like the people there, uh, they show them like the all the prepaid options. That's all that's left for flip phones. Then he's like. Well, get me one of them iPhones. I got stuck in them since the day they started. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this is Warren Buffett walking into yeah. yeah. Then that's how Warren Buffett ended up with an iPhone 11. And now he has an iPhone. Oh, man. Uh, it's old people that want to upgrade to smartphones that scare me the most. Uh, and I, you know, people like my mother, bless her heart, uh, come to mind. Uh, I think she's using a OnePlus 7 Ayo, maybe or something like go. that. Hello. And so I remember when she first switched to, to Android, it was a total nightmare because she's always constantly texting me or, God, you know, God forbid, <laughs> IMing me. Saying, oh, like, hey, how, how do I do this? How do I do that? Oh, just last week, she's like, I think my phone is hacked. Like, <laughs> and, and it's just the... Old people need to be just, I don't know, maybe if we need to outlaw them from using smartphones, I don't know, or maybe they need to take some sort of test to make sure that they're, yeah, make sure that they're uh, capable of understanding how to use all the functions and all that. And and all of them will say, like, oh, I only use the, the phone or, or the text messaging <laughs> anyway. It's like, why do you have a smartphone then? It's a total waste. There's a 12-year-old kid who would probably get a lot more use out of it than you would. Absolutely. Uh, let them have it. So, yeah. also, I don't know. Old people. <laughs> we should we should just we like <laughs> like you get the quiz phone quiz and then like right after you're done with that go take another driver's test. Like, <laughs> That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You at least need to have that. I actually had a guy recently that came in, um, and he had the iPhone X, and you know that's been like notorious for um, the ghost Phantom, touch. yeah, Ghost Touch and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he's like, I know it. My neighbors are hacking me. <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why is that? He's like, they're just touching all over my screen and messing with me. Oh I'm like, well, is it something that like you know? It's one of those things where you don't just like show up, tell him you're not getting hacked. It's like you kind of you know want to play out the story because you want to hear what he has to say. And there's oh, no absolutely. and there's no great way to convince them that like they're not. It's yeah right. You can't right. just say no. It's just a software thing. It's like I don't know about that. Like, he's like mm. he's like every time I'm on the toilet, it just starts freaking out on me. Like I know they're messing with me. I know they know when I'm on the toilet. I'm like no, sir. Um, you can go check it out with them. Like they might be able to fix it for you, but. I know that it's not you being hacked. Like, oh, it's been a notorious problem. And it's just, it's so hard to get them to, like, get their mind. Like, the first problem they have that's so strange are like, oh, it's the hackers. It's the they hackers. got me again. It's those Ruskies. And we should start consumer reports. Consumer reports is telling them that they're being hacked or something. Oh, man. We should keep a, we should keep a tally in our department about people that come up with those sorts of issues. We don't I'm have enough paper. And then, and then every, <laughs> every 20, we should just have to take a round of shots. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
get wasted in a day. I think you should hit us with the next segment. There. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me, let me ask Tim, uh, Tim a question here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Yeah. He's ready, he, he's he's ready, ready for it. He's not happy. <laughs> so Tim can relate to Mr. Buffett, and not just because oh. they're both old. Uh, have but you... because I'm a billionaire. Exactly. Oh no. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, have you ever dabbled in iPhones? Obviously, Droid Life is focused on Android, but have you ever tasted the dark side? Hmm. Have I ever tasted the dark side? <laughs> well, <laughs> flip that order. Uh, so, I've used an iPhone before. I think the last iPhone I used, even for like an extended period, was the iPhone 6S. And that was because Gross. I think they, they did like a big change of the software and all that, and like, like the hardware was really improved. So, um, I tried that. You know, the camera was good. I think I used it for like a week or two. Um, you know, but really what sucks is I'm so invested heavily into Google's ecosystem with the Google Play oh, yeah. Store and how many mm-hmm. apps I've bought and all that. If I switched to iPhone, I'd have to spend who knows how much to, you know, re-download these apps or whatever. However, with that said, um, whenever I think the iPhone 11 S Pro or whatever the heck is going to be called <laughs> comes out That's this right. year, I think... I will pick that up and maybe give it like a month or something just because Google's been kind of like pissing me off lately and the Mm. Pixel phones aren't really as good as they should be, I think. So hold on to those thoughts. They're they're coming in handy later. Oh, yeah. yeah, Okay. Okay. Good to know. But um, yeah. So I might try out an iPhone later this year. And uh, do do either of you or any of you use an iPhone currently? Yeah. So right now I'm the only one. out, no. out of no, I guess Christian is. Uh, yeah. Me and Christian are. Um, but recently, it's been uh, Christian just got an iPhone not that long ago. And Zach's been iPhone um, my whole life. Yeah, his whole I life. Just, oh, I just got rid of my first iPhone ever on Saturday for a OnePlus Seven Pro. Yeah, wowzers. We're doing yeah. some shuffling around here. I, I'm switching back and forth like every two days or so because like there's so many things I like about both of them. But Zach actually mm. bought. So he or he traded. The one plus seven from another one of our coworkers that I actually yeah. sold to him. <laughs> yeah. So like we're just kind of flopping that phone's around. That just been passed around everybody. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yep, I heard about that on one of your previous shows, oh, and you got yeah. it for like two hundred bucks or something, right? Yeah. So yes, yeah. exactly. I bought that ten R for uh, two fifty from a coworker. So I was like, I've always wanted an iPhone. Like I'm, I'm just a, a tech nerd in general. So I've always wanted one, but just the pricing was not right. So. And it never is, right? Yeah. Right. I, I was just curious if any of you guys could tell me if Tiny Wings is still a thing because that was always my favorite game on iOS, and I don't know if it's still around or not. I don't think so. It's, still it's not technically on the App Store, but you no. can get it. <laughs> yeah, you can get it. That was my jam. Well, you can... What's the point of even having an iPhone if you can't have Tiny Wings? Was there was like there was that point where it was causing such a problem, and people were getting like so upset that they just erased it from the App Store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like leaving like well, really harsh reviews or something. And I, I would, I would rebuttal your whole "what's the point of an iPhone." You say your Google ecosystem. I think the Apple ecosystem is more crippling than Google would be. You mean like you mean like keep like locking you in? Yeah, because oh, like okay, okay. Google works so seamless, but like Apple is so good at it too. And then like you start messing with those passwords and all that, similar to Google. Like I don't know, there's some, and then they hit you with the iMessage, like yeah. So my problem too, because like I agree with you, Tim. Like, like I said, I, I lost friends in the last four days, <laughs> and that's exactly yeah. why. Like I agree with you. Like I'm definitely like locked into that Google ecosystem. So whenever I use my iPhone, I'm just using Google services on it. Like I'm just using Google and Photos. That's exactly using, what I would do. Yeah, I'm using yeah. Google Notes. I'm using all those things. So it's like I'm using an iPhone, but the services I'm running are are still Google. 
That's an interesting point, really. I mean, all you're doing is using Apple hardware at that right. point. Hmm. Yeah. That might, that could even be worth a post on the old Droid Life. I mm. might steal that. Do it. <laughs> With that Down. gross 60 hertz screen. Yeah, that is hard to get used to. Oh, my God. Google calendars is trash. That's, like, the <laughs> biggest complaint I have about this OnePlus. Compared to, like, compared to Apple calendars, yeah, like, I haven't been oh. able to get my, my school, like, I can't get my work schedule. Oh, adding calendars yeah. like, to it? it you oh. have to go to a God. desktop to do it. Like, why? No. This is why? the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> why? Well, at least it has dark mode now. That's cool. Oh, yeah, that's Ow. true. Ouch. Finally. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oofty. Well, um, let's move on because some of the stuff uh, we just touched on actually uh, applies to this next series of questions. So I don't, I don't want this to be like an interview style. I want to be more conversational. But I do, sure. like, I don't, I don't mean a fanboy here, but like, you guys really kind of got me into tech. Like, I started paying attention to tech stuff <laughs> back in like 2015 and 2014, and I was sitting at work and I was just reading all the Joy Life articles, and that's kind of when I first started getting into it. So, um, again, thank you so much for coming on. But I do have some questions for you here. So, oh please! <laughs> so Open as book. a as a tech publication, uh, you get to try out dozens of the best of the best Android phones throughout the year. You've mentioned your currently current daily driver over the last couple couple of episodes of the Droid Life show. So we have to ask, why the Pixel Four XL? And you kind of mentioned it earlier. Why the Four XL? Uh oh gosh! And I just switched back to it too because I was done reviewing the Z Flip. Um, <laughs> So really for me what it all comes down to is just like kind of the ease of use and the camera. Hmm. Um, I think the Pixel experience on the 4XL is just, it's very straightforward and I feel like I don't have to like relearn anything. When I'm using a Samsung device or an LG device or anything else, maybe besides a OnePlus device, um, it's just, it's straightforward and it just works Mm -hmm. and I appreciate things that just work a la Apple. Um, And then the camera. Uh, the yeah. camera is undeniably good, um, and I don't take a lot of video, and I know some people say the video capabilities on the Pixel line isn't very good, So, and I'll, and I'll give them that. Um, but So just being able to take a quick picture of my dogs mm-hmm. or whatever it is I'm looking at and for it to look good, that's all I care about. And then it uploads straight to Google Photos, and I just don't worry about it. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to. I've noticed over the years when I'm reviewing something, I focus more now just on kind of ease of use. And maybe that's because I'm getting older too. And I just don't care about diving (laughs) into a settings menu and learning every little freaking thing that Samsung builds into one UI or LG does. I can't stand those guys anymore uh, or that software anymore. Um, so I just want it to be easy, and I want it to have a good camera, and yeah. and so that's why. However, with that said, as soon as something new comes along that's better than this, and I'm all for it, and I and I will switch. Like I am not loyal uh, to Google anymore because I really, you know, I, I'm kind of sick of the Pixel 4 XL. I think it's a really ugly device on the front. Mm. Um, the the back no I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, the the black band around with the orange button, like it's a mm. good looking phone. Uh, from the back, but it, it, she, the phone is like a butterface. Yeah, it's a butterface. <laughs> so you turn it around, and the forehead is freaking huge. It's just, it's I'll just kind of an ugly it. device. Um, but other than that, so that's why I'm using the Pixel 4XL. Do you use the radar at all? Like the motion dumb stuff? Motion sense? Yeah. No, so I, I use the face unlock and um, anything else with Solly, uh, I do not use. All, all motion sense has been disabled because that, man, what a waste of space. Um, 
I think I trademarked that before Marquez Brownlee did. But anyway, it's a total waste of space. We'll give you credit. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you very much. So, you know, I don't need a freaking hand gesture to pause a song or to skip a song. Like, that. Like, how much money did they spend on research and development? And we've been talking about the Sully radar chips for, I think, since 2016 at Google I.O. Sounds about right. And so for, for it to finally come out and for this to be it... Like that's, yeah. I'm not going to say it's an embarrassment, right? Because I can't do this. Like you give me, you know, $5 million and a team of engineers, I couldn't pull it off. But like, it's not my job to come up with the features, man. Like True. They, they're like one of the richest companies in the world and that's all they could do. It's a total embarrassment. Yeah. So gotcha. like, shout out to Google. That's total so embarrassment. We are, we've already decided they'll never sponsor us. So yeah. you didn't hurt us any at all. Yeah, so, so we've, uh, we've roasted them pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the o- I'm the only one in this room that's ever been like halfway successful at the motion sense. Like yeah, I'm like I'm solid eighty percent on like when it. they work. Literally every yeah. time I go up to our display, it's like, oh, trust me, it works. I just can't get it to work. <laughs> I just have to like give them that the disclaimer. No but no, so, I I yeah, totally no, I totally agree with those points. So like, um, I had the I was I was able to use the the four XL and the four at different points for different odd reasons. Um, oh, four is terrible. It's a terrible yeah. battery life. Battery life is Try trash. It. Try sub, it. Sub yeah. three thousand. <laughs> That's a good idea. Garbage. But uh, no, I totally agree. Like if if all you're going for is software smoothness and camera, like you're gonna be well served by it. But man, you gotta stick to a charger twenty four hours a day. It's true. I know. But well, I mean, you asked me that as if there's something else I need from my phone. Is there something I'm missing or or I what? Is it really the battery? I yeah. Don't, I don't know. I mean, the, Battery's a big thing, but you did hint that you like the last time you had an iPhone, it was a 6S. So maybe it's just a continuation for you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm just so into <laughs> Android phones. And I guess, you know, so working from home, um, battery has never really been a problem for me. And I guess I, that's true. Yeah. I hardly even notice it when a phone is bad, except mm. for the Z Flip. I noticed it immediately. <laughs> Oof. Um, Oof. When. When a phone has bad battery life, I feel like I'm always at home on Wi-Fi. So, yeah. I, you know, when I review devices, I try not to focus too heavily on um, – what's the word? Uh, I obviously focus on battery, but not so how it would be used, say, like by a construction worker or, sure. some, or, or a doctor who uh, isn't able to plug their phone in 24-7 like I am. So I try and look at it from a more – rounded perspective of okay y'all have to realize that i work from home and my screen on time is probably going to be kind of low and but i just try and keep it real and (laughs) real quickly just to touch on you guys mentioning getting sponsored by google like don't ever be afraid to like say what you feel even if you're being like a little ridiculous about it i think that's what makes this business even remotely fun um, Mm -hmm. is being able to like have an opinion and say what you feel um, and even if you don't really feel that way, but like in a comedic f- sense, yeah. um, if I say Google is stupid for doing this solely <laughs> thing, you know, for spending however much money they did and, and coming out with this like motion sense, I mean, what a total waste of money. And I'm not afraid of the uh, repercussions of saying that or anything like that, because that's how I feel. Damn it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid. To say appreciate that. Yeah, it's fair point. Yeah. Appreciate that. Hopefully it pisses them off enough to fix it. <laughs> That's really exactly. what we want here. If you, if you don't complain about it, they, maybe they just won't know. So there it is. Fair point. Fair point. Um, okay. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Uh, so we had a debate a couple of episodes back about the upcoming Pixel 4a. So from your perspective, what could Google improve upon the Pixel 3a that wouldn't completely cannibalize sales of the Pixel 4? Or would they just not care and do it anyways? 
Because oh, I know God, you spent that's... some time on the 3A last year. Yeah, it's a really good question. So I was actually one of the people who said, why is Google making mid, uh, mid-range phones? That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Um, so and, and then, of course, the, the 3A can, uh, comes out, and it's an amazing phone. It's got the, the same camera as their more expensive uh, counterparts, and then it just has, like, plastic hardware. Oh, big whip. Um, you know, it's just a phone anyway, big deal. So, and it's got the same software, maybe a little weaker processor. Either mm-hmm. way, it was a good phone. It was a very popular device, and they sold a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have people coming in, like, day in, day out looking for those things. They they sell well. They're very yeah. popular, yeah. yeah. That That's important. Google needs that. And so now that I know that, I've actually written, like, a lot of follow-up pieces. Like, maybe Google should just stick to mid-range because they can't seem to make a high-end flagship to save their souls. I still have um, people coming in for the three A's. And it's coming up what? on a year old now, right? Close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. What, is it, what would that be? May or April? Mm-hmm. April or May? That sounds about year? right. That sounds right. Yeah. So I'm really excited for the 4A. Um, your question is what can they do to not cannibalize the Pixel 5 sales? Four. Or oh, the get... Pixel 4 sales. What Pixel yeah. 4 sales? <laughs> the, you can't cannibalize something that doesn't exist. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think Google's necessarily concerned at all um, about cannibalization. I think because they they own such a small piece of the pie in terms of phone sales mm-hmm. um, that any phone sales is good phone sales. <laughs> you know, they have to give themselves a reason to keep making phones. Yeah, um, fair. That's a good point. Yeah. That's kind of what we came to at the end of it last time, too. It's like, well, they should just, like, call this one an L and just move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the companies who need to worry about cannibalization are Apple um, and Samsung. Uh, Mm. These are the companies that put out multiple variants of a device at the same exact time and then hardly give you any justification as to why certain devices exist. And that's especially... um, I see that very much so with the S20 Plus versus the S20 Ultra and the S20. You know, the the, the Plus is just a little bit in the in the mid uh, size range, um, but the specs are on par with the other devices. So it mm-hmm. just doesn't really make sense. And let's say, well, we want to have options for all the customers. I was like, well, yeah. Either way, it just doesn't make sense to me. So as for the Pixel, though. Um, yeah, I just think any sales are good sales for Google at this point. <laughs> That's fair. I, yeah. That's a good yeah. point. It's also funny, I, I kind of go on a tangent, but I think it also might lead us into our next segment here. Mm. But mm. it's also funny that Samsung is like, they're like, we want to make somebody for like a phone for everybody, but yet then they go out and they make the S20. It's not a compatible with those. Verizon. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> okay, so that actually leads really nicely. Tim, are you sure you're not looking at the interview questions I hit from you? Because that was a super nice segue. Um, <laughs> oh, good. So we I'm really our... good at this. I do, we, we do a show too, you know? Sure. <laughs> I guess you're like you know, a, podcast a veteran or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, so we said on our show two episodes ago that it feels like Samsung is taking a page from Apple's book and pushing really hard <laughs> into the ultra-premium smartphone category with the S20 prices starting at $1,000. Do you think, yeah, do you think this is going to hurt them in the long run? Is this just the wrong strategy? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough question. A loaded question. Uh, sorry to hit, you, hit you with a hard to one. Me earlier, so I could have thought maybe more so about an answer, but <laughs> on the spot. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. Dude, <laughs> we're not live. $1,000 smartphones, man. Hmm. Um, last year when we got the S10e, I thought it was great, right? You, of course the S10, Plus started, I think, at like nine forty nine. It was a thousand. Or, 
Wait, which one? The S10 Plus. S10 no, Plus just the S10, oh, like the, the, the S10. base S10. That was $899. Eight, yeah. But if you put it for carrier, you get the extra 50 for oh. some reason. Huh. Oh, okay. And then, but even they even had a phone under that with the S10e. Right. So it, to enter into the S10 family, regardless if it was base S10 or S10e, like you could get a new phone for a relatively reasonable cost, and they were still competing with OnePlus. Mm-hmm. Now they're not competing with OnePlus at all, and OnePlus is out here just... OnePlus is going to be making a ton of money this year if they come out with a good phone that's Absolutely. priced underneath because no one's buying an LG phone. We don't have to worry about the V60. Um, Black is real. LG. Tells it like it is. Tells it like it yeah. is. Absolutely. I, I, you guys probably know. I mean, no one's walking in and saying, hey, where's the LG phones at? Up, up, up. I had one today. Yeah, today. Yeah. I'm about to say, today. if they're over 60, I still hear LG is a good brand, yep. actually. And I was just going to say, how old was that person? Like, over 65? I mean, yeah, so definitely you're not upper 60s. wrong. <laughs> so, um, I think it sucks. Um, I think... And that's really just kind of plain and simple. Like, I think it's really dumb to have your new phone start at a thousand up. I know. So Samsung doesn't seed us review units. And I think this dates back to some time ago. Like you want to talk about talking crap about companies. Like I forget, but it was probably like the S five Samsung stopped like caring about us. We said it was like the ugliest phone of all time, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, you guys uh, mentioned that like a week or two ago on the joy lab. It, yeah, it was last, it was last week. Last, I was cracking up time I get in the demo units and they're like, Oh, we're going to get them on lunch day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like we, we talked to Samsung every time we're like, Hey, can we get like a pre briefing for the S 20? It's like, nah, like all they'll do is send us an invite to the, to the unpacked event. So we go to the unpacked, we just we had to stay up till 9 p.m. Pacific to buy our own phones and with a trade in like a bunch we're, of losers. like we're a bunch of yeah like we're a bunch of communists <laughs> ridiculous so so we bought the phone and what did I end up spending I had a S10 Plus trade in for 600 so we ended up spending 799 oh my wow. god for oh, the geez. S20 Ultra dude like you're you can't be with a 600 dollar trade in that's ridiculous I it's not. You know, what's the word? You can't, I don't know if in terms of the long run, I just don't know if it's uh, a good thing. You know, I know a lot of customers are getting turned off, at least from the comments I read. I can't read everything, but uh, I know some people are just turned off. You know, like, you know, no one in my family is going to be dropping a thousand dollars plus on a smartphone. I don't really know anyone who is and anyone who's going to say, hey, Tim, what phone should I get? I'm not going to recommend thousand dollar smartphones. That's ridiculous. That's a huge chunk of money. So, and I also, I don't believe in people having to do payment plans for phones. Um, I just, you know, there's a lot better things we need to be spending our money on, especially as Americans, you know, like healthcare, <laughs> not to get like, hey, everything's so freaking expensive these days. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's a really good question though. I might, I'll have to think about that some more. Yeah. And it kind of matches like the, the only rebuttal we could think of to that would be, Maybe they're realizing that smartphone sales are plateauing. The upgrade cycle is not what it used to be. So whenever people so do upgrade... So they need upgrade, to make money on that. Exactly. Yeah, they need to make money on that. When people are upgrading, they need to see a reasonable upgrade. And if they see a phone that's like $1,000 and that's the entry point, then it's like, oh, it must be a lot better than my S7. It must be a lot better than my you know, S6 or S8. So they may be just like realizing the the climate of the upgrade cycle and just responding to it. That's the only thing I, I can justify that with. It could be that, but then I think we're also seeing higher prices due to the 5G radios and that That hardware. And so what we're doing as a consumer is essentially paying for the rollout of 5G. And I kind of hate that. Um, I think that Verizon, AT&T, Qualcomm, Sprint, T-Mobile, whoever, 
already has billions of dollars and they can use that money to invest in a network that actually works and that is actually accessible by customers. So right now, um, if I put in a uh, Verizon 5G or if I put in a Verizon SIM into a 5G compatible phone, I can't access Verizon's 5G unless I'm two blocks away from the tower and I'm I can actually see it and I'm not through a window and no one has like a huge vape cloud in front of me or whatever. <laughs> here in the the TikTok twerkers. <laughs> exactly, those TikTok twerkers. Uh, so, so right now 5G, at least, you know, in Portland, Oregon, pretty darn useless. I know that T-Mobile really? uh, has it going on. Uh, but it, in ter- you know, so uh, Portland's kind of just weird like that. Um, we have a lot of city government officials that believe that 5G is going to give us cancer. Oh, that's right. I remember and, reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the rollout's just going to be really slow. Um, not that I necessarily disagree, but uh, just because I feel like there's still like a lot of testing that kind of needs anything that happens this quickly, I get a little nervous about. Yeah. And, cigarettes like, are totally safe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm not out here wearing like a tinfoil hat or anything. I'm just saying like no, maybe yeah, it'd be yeah. cool if we did a little bit of testing. I don't <laughs> That'd know. That'd be pretty sweet. You did know? you? We are talking about data speeds going, you know, like 2,000 megabits per second through the air. It just seems kind of weird. I'm not yeah. like a scientist or anything, but that just seems kind of crazy to me. But <laughs> did you guys? Oh, do you guys follow like Austin Evan? I believe is is his name on uh-huh. uh, YouTube. Yeah. Did you see his video that like? kind of talked about that with like 5g and stuff like that i did I not know. see that video i don't know like of course like how accurate it was and everything but of course a lot of the talk was like we actually get a lot more like radiation and you know all of these cancer causing things from more products than just like the 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 5g the band and stuff like that free, the frequencies mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's like it's one of those things where you're right it hasn't been tested enough but it's like yeah. what else are we you know dealing with every day that it's also doing the same thing that we don't really think about. You know Just what I mean? We're so focused of, on like this yeah. huge brand new thing when it's like, what about this thing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. This totally. might also be doing it. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> the only thing that keeps oh, me comforted yeah. is like, it, apparently it's, again, not a scientist, big asterisk here, <laughs> but it's, it's non-ionizing radiation, meaning it's not at a high enough wavelength to affect the DNA in our cells, that's what which saying. causes yep. cancer. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not making any claims here, but that's what I've read. And that's what keeps me, you know, sleeping at night so mm. <laughs> that's that's what i'm holding well, on to dude i'm the one who has an entire business based on the fact that people need <laughs> to keep buying these phones well, so you're uh, part you're so, part of the shadow government that's exactly. what you're doing <laughs> yeah yeah i own i do own a company that is name its name is shadow <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah, is it really no, no, definitely oh. not. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's like, shut that down. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a Mayor Pete reference, but uh, no, um, shout out to Mayor Pete. Um, shout out, Mayor yeah, Pete. Yeah, so yeah, smartphones. Um, I hope people keep buying them, but at the same time, uh, you know, I don't feel like people need to be spending a thousand dollars on them. It just seems kind of crazy to me. It's not yeah. a and that's a big investment. That's kind of like one thing too. Like, like I said, only been test driving this One Plus for three days. There's a deep part of me that loves this phone. Mm. Like I, I genuinely like. Of course, moving from an iPhone, I have my gripes with it, mm-hmm. but mm. I have a lot more positives than I do gripes about it. He's got the new relationship energy. Um, yeah, and <laughs> it's almost phase. one of those things where like, honeymoon phase. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I my my daily driver is a 10s Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost paid off with that. Like, if I pay it off and the One Plus Eight isn't bad. I'm probably just gonna buy that outright and just pull a U and just rock a tune phone system. Like, oh yeah, I I don't see the need anymore. Like, I'm yeah, I'm good at where I'm at, 
and like if the next iPhone isn't crazy like I like having both sides of the spectrum because yeah. both sides offer so much and like then I don't have to pay a thousand dollars for a phone either because yeah. mm-hmm. like what like what Tim mentioned too it's like nobody's competing with one plus anymore a premium phone at a decent price yeah so if I can get that and get Beth of both worlds too it'd be great I tell you what will compete with these new thousand dollar smartphones are foldables. Oh, and I thought you were gonna say the Pablo Escobar. The Pablo Escobar full. <laughs> <laughs> the cocaine booger sugar vessel. So so uh let's stay on Samsung for a bit actually. Uh so Tim, you've been using the Z Flip for or you were using it for a bit over a week, is that correct? Yeah, it was uh I stopped using it just yesterday on Monday and I yeah, I was using it since the the previous Friday. So I used it for a solid week and a weekend, like week and a half. Gotcha. So you said in one of your recent shows that the Z Flip was one of the first devices in a while that made you really geek out and excited over phones. Has that excitement mm. worn off? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like all things, man. Like I get hyped up and then I use it and I'm like, oh, never mind. This kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, because when you're at the, you go to these launch events and they, they hype you up and they make everything seem cool and the reps are there to talk about how cool everything, everything is. Everything is you, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then you get it into your life and you're like, eh, never mind. I don't want to have to conform to this phone's standards, man. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> it's 2020. And, yeah, and, and the big deal, the big problem with it I had was just the flipping and unfolding. Um, you know, you pull it out of your pocket. I'm used to just being able to pull a phone out of my pocket, either use a fingerprint reader, the face unlock, and get right into the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Z Flip, you gotta pull it out. You gotta use two hands because God forbid you use your fingernail and scratch that display more up. Steps. Yeah. And then you're dead. Da- you're down fourteen hundred or however much it is they <laughs> want to charge you for a display replacement. God, yes. oh man. Yeah. So, um, and there was just parts of the phone that really sucked. Uh, so like the battery life was really bad. I, uh, it was like a, what, a, a 3,300 milliamp hour? 3,300 milliamp hour battery split in half, like God. down the middle. And then they used their little kind of their sync system or whatever to mm. pair it up. It wasn't very good. Um, mm-hmm. I was, you know, and again, I work from home and I'm on Wi-Fi all day and I was only getting three hours of screen on time a day. Wow. Damn. It just like, it just was not very good. Even coming from the Pixel 4 XL. Uh, it was <laughs> now that not, is saying something. <laughs> I know. I've, I get way better battery life on my Pixel than I did the Z Flip. So that must be saying something. Um, mm. The, the, I consume a lot of content on my phone. I watch YouTube videos all the time, not of tech stuff, but like of, you know, uh, meme compilations and of just course, of course. random stuff. Uh, a lot of Hell's Kitchen, actually. Yes. Um, so Vines that resonate as TikToks. Exactly. Vines yeah, that, vines that make you believe in humanity, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Glad uh, we're all on the same page. <laughs> the external speaker on the Z Flip is easily one of the worst I've ever really? heard. I mean, dating dating back years, it is just so bad. And that's, you know, I'm really grateful that Samsung made a foldable device. Really, they, they proved the concept, right? They mm-hmm. can make a foldable device that's really good. The hinge system was fantastic. Like, it actually worked. It didn't feel fragile or anything like the Galaxy Fold did. And it's under $1,400. It's $120 cheaper than the Moto Razr, and that phone's garbage. Oof. So Samsung made a really good device. Uh, I think they just fell short in a couple of areas that would really make it sort of like daily driver material for me. Um, but other than that, I, I think they really succeeded in what they were trying to do. Yeah, I would say, I think it, like that was one big aspect you brought up in your last episode, too, was the fact that, like, uh, I, I don't want to quote you wrong here, but I think you said, like, you fully believe Samsung when they said that their, like, folding machines broke before the phone did. 
Yeah, absolutely. So at Unpacked, we I think we were talking to whoever, some rep, um, <laughs> these people, and they're like, uh, "Oh yeah, like this, you can fold it two hundred thousand times, and it's not gonna break on you." And actually, the folding machine we used broke before the phones. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, that's kind of like, <laughs> wow. yeah, that's something like a marketing person would totally say. Like, yeah, that's just cool. say that to as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But after using the device and and you know really kind of getting comfortable with it, I was like, okay, yeah, like I I could actually see that. Like when you open and close that thing, it feels solid. The Galaxy Fold when you unfolded it, I don't know if you guys ever used one, but mm-hmm. it felt a little kind of fragile. Maybe like when you it unfolded did. it, you yeah. didn't know if it was like gonna stop unfolding. Like, yeah, yeah. just kind of bending over. <laughs> and then when you closed it, maybe you, like you felt almost like maybe a little bit of friction or something like something yeah. just didn't feel right. This phone, it's as smooth as silk, baby. Yeah. Like you open and close that thing and it, you kind of hear those magnets kind of close up and it's got that cl- good oh. clamshell feel to it. it like when you're closing there? a MacBook Pro, like it just feels good. Were you, were you so, snapping one in the background there? No, that was just oh. my little hand. Oh, okay. Was I was little... like, I was like, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> so did no, you get? I have it somewhere. It's just, I think it's downstairs. Weird Sorry. flex, but okay. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you get the pleasure to angrily close it on someone while during a call? No, actually, and yeah, I t- <laughs> that's, so, like, that's so funny because I went to see. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a stand-up comedian. They were more like a motivational speaker, but it, it was something through, like... <laughs> they're two different things. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, sometimes, like, motivational people think they're funny, and so they'll tell some jokes, and all of a sudden uh, they're comedians. Uh, but uh, of course. Anyway, so this person... <laughs> This person had a joke about um, how you can't slam the phone on people anymore, but that joke is ripped off from another comedian that I mm. was listening to. So, funny you mentioned that. Um, no, I didn't really try slamming the phone. The only people that call me are spam bots. So, um, yeah, maybe I need to get an iPhone so I can get some friends. Yeah, say hashtag Android me. life. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag no effing friends. So, I can't relate. Um, okay, so final question here for you, and this relates to what we were just talking about. So, Make it good. All right. Um, assuming those barriers can be addressed on the Z Flip and all those problems can be addressed and foldables start launching at more reasonable prices, are we witnessing the next revolution in mobile, in mobile tech? Is this the inflection point to where we change to the next revolution? Oh, God. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think a lot of people are are interested in these, but of course that two thousand dollar for the Galaxy Fold that's going to keep a lot of people automatically from not being just, dude. I mean the majority of Americans are not going to be able to spend two thousand dollars on the smartphone. That that's just all there is to it. Not when right. what the average is like forty thousand dollars in debt or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's just not going to happen. Eh, just a little bit. So <laughs> I mean we got to think about our credit scores here, people. Of course. So, <laughs> um, what the I would say. So I thought maybe it was going to be a mixture of the Moto Razor, right? That that nostalgia factor, right? Mm-hmm. Like that right. must be worth something. But then the phone sucked, right? <laughs> so maybe if, if Motorola was able to put out the Razor or Samsung is able to get these phones down around a thousand bucks or twelve hundred dollars, the problem is, is how do you wait? Price versus specs versus right. what needs to be in the phone if you're going to charge that much and, and exactly. really. Samsung did kill Motorola in that already, except, yeah. you know, who who knows what a Z Flip is? I don't know. And Well, first of all, the name's terrible. It needs to just be Galaxy Flip. Like, yeah, what's up right. with the Z? It's apparently so, aimed at, like, Gen Z, and, like, they can't even afford it, so I don't, I don't get the point, but 
Anyways. Oh, <laughs> if you're serious about it, and I have not heard about this Gen Z thing, I hate that, and that is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I am confident. I, I don't know where I read that or heard that, because like, on stage, they're talking about, oh, this is for influencers, this is for the digital social age, and like it was marketed oh, towards women. I hate women. influencers. And I can't... <laughs> They're the worst, man. Yeah, I hate people with Dude, they are, that talk though. about phones. God, a bunch of, bunch of <laughs> schnobs that just talk about phones and tech. Uh, <laughs> they make me sick. No, but... <laughs> I think you bring up a, a fantastic point, right? I think we have to be close, right? Because anyone, well, I don't want to say anyone because I don't want to generalize, but I know that some people think that folding phones are a gimmick. Mm. And and I will say that no way, Jose. Like, they can't possibly be a gimmick because they, they have good use. Um, when you can have a little device unfold into something usable or and really, I think the Galaxy Fold has so far been maybe the closest to being like an actual good mm-hmm. product where it has a usable front cover display and then you unfold it into a larger tablet device for consuming content and stuff like that is the ultimate couch phone, except it just needs to be thinner. The mm-hmm. hinge system needs to not close at an like acute angle. It needs to be flat like the Galaxy Z Flip is. Uh and it needs to not be $2,000. So we're close, and I think Microsoft or whoever that Surface Flip or whatever the Surface hell that Duo was. Surface Duo and Surface Neo. That was yeah, like, like, yeah, we covered that, I think, in our third episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, people seem really jacked up about that thing. So I, I think it's silly to say it's a gimmick and just toss it away, you mm-hmm. know, like modules. Now, that was a gimmick. <laughs> that is a gimmick. And yeah, no one implemented them correctly. So I think foldables were getting pretty darn close, and Samsung is... I mean, easily leading the charge, at least from products that have launched so mm-hmm. far. I do think I I am one of those people that I do think foldable phones are a gimmick. Yeah, Zach, Zach is a naysayer. I am. Sure. I, am I am coming to find you. I am. What? <laughs> I, Missouri. He's in Chiefs territory. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, Chiefs territory. You, you have a generalized location. Um, but no, I I just, I don't think they're realistic yet, and that's why I think they're a gimmick. I think you might spend too much money by the time you get it right than you are to, like, write the ship is my worry on them. Uh, and, like, the biggest thing is because, like, you kind of mentioned, too, the Galaxy Fold is $2,000. The Z Flip is 3800 I can get the S20 Ultra for $20 more, and I think it's more of a realistic thing to have still. Yeah, so, like, absolutely. It's one of those things, like, price, like, the yeah. cost of making versus what you're actually receiving, like... I think it's going to turn into a gimmick because I think you're going to spend too much money before you're able to write the ship. Yeah, I think uh, it'll get better before that kind of becomes a factor, though, right? If we look at the improvements that Samsung made from the Fold even to the Z Flip, and that's what it's been like six months or something, maybe not even six months. I mean, they did make a lot of improvements. Sure, like there's There's some specs missing, of course, from the Z Flip. Um, but even the hinge system is like a huge improvement hardware wise. And, and if they can do that kind of improvement, um, I mean, we went from that phone breaking in reviewers hands after a few (laughs) days of usage to the Z flip having almost no issue whatsoever, except a little bit of controversy about, Oh, is it even real glass? Like, Oh, come on. (laughs) See, here we go again. And, and that's what I mean by tech influencers, man. They are the worst kind of people. (laughs) So... I think Samsung made actually some really great improvements in the Z Flip, and it's their money, right? If if they keep making the devices and people want to spend the money to do that, you know, say like Kellen and myself, like we, <laughs> you know, we have to spend the money just so we can like review the device because Samsung hates us. Like, 
then we're going to do it. We're going to check it out. And then we're just going to return it uh, or to just, our local know, Best Buy because they, they give us 90 days return policy. So it's oh, uh, somebody spends a lot of money there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, well, when you don't get review units, man, you got to buy a lot of phones. So it, uh, that just is what it is. But um, yeah. Yeah. You could send them our way or whatever. It's whatever, you know. I'm just oh, yeah. No, no. Totally. Yeah. But that shipping cost, though. Yeah, it's a shipping cost. It's a, it's a whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, if I didn't have to print out the label and stuff, I totally would have hooked you guys up. Oh, we appreciate that. Yeah. We appreciate My that. bad. Yeah, we know you're genuine. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you uh, so much for, for having you on. Or thank, thank you so much for coming on, I should say. Yeah. Um, again, it was, it was an honor to talk to you. Um, again, lifelong fan, I'm sure we'll See, be. This uh, has been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. The, the honor is all mine. I absolutely love talking about this stuff with... Uh, you know, non, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Appreciate you guys having me on. And, um, yeah. And if, if anyone is listening to this who doesn't already follow Droid Life or anything, feel free to check out Droid Life. Check out a, a, a larger podcast. Um, I'm not going to say it's a better podcast or anything like that. I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly funnier. No, I'm just kidding. But, no, it's, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much again. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the Phone Buzz podcast, show brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P-H-1-B-U-Z-Z, and give us a follow and review on Spotify wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krause. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. And I'm Tim.